You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are moving along top of the hour. Jack Del Rio is moving along to a different job. Whether that's still in the NFL, maybe he wants to go the college route, quite honestly, Toby. I don't particularly care. It's 1067 The Fan. We're on the Team 980 as well. Denton Day, Toby Altizer here with you. We got the Stallion, Ryan Clary, with us on our board as well. We got some lines open if you want to react to the Jack Del Rio firing. 800-636-1067. Now, we had a caller at the, the bottom of the hour, Toby, mentioned that the team should target. He gave us two franchises. He gave us, I think it was the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Yep, Baltimore, San Francisco. I have another two that I would go and target at if I'm Josh Harris. One of them will be tough because it's inside the division, <laughs> and I think the Philadelphia Eagles might try and play a little bit of defense. But Howie Roseman has been the best general manager in the NFL now. He is aggressive. He is not afraid to go and get guys. If I'm Josh Harris, I would look into someone that has learned from Howie Roseman and go and get one of them. And then another team that I would look at is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh has not been great in recent years, but they also haven't sucked. And I would just like the team that I root for to not suck. It's a low bar. It's an incredibly <laughs> low bar. I would just like them to get over that bar. So I'd be interested if you were a general manager, because in my opinion, I like you bringing up the Eagles because I like how they built their football team. Yeah. As much as people love to talk about the pass game and the difference in things, everything still starts up front with the offense and defensive line. And every time that Philly walks in, they are going to walk in with the best offensive line in that game and probably the best defensive line in that football game. And so, yes, you need the quarterback. Yes, you need all that. But everything still starts up front. And so I like how they've built their football team. Now, if you bring him over, a guy from Howie Roseman's tree, I would assume that they're going to try to do something similar here. And I think that's how you can build some of that sustained success by having a good offensive line. You look at that offensive line for the Eagles. They've been together for years. You know, they they change pieces here and there when they need to, when maybe a guy leaves in free agency and, you know, plug in a guy like a Mylotta who they've built up. But Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, those kind of guys have been there for a long time. And so I think that's how you can build some of that sustained success. But what kind of guy are you looking for? Are you looking for something that's going to build something new age? Do you want something that is built through the middle? How do you want to well, find Josh uh, Harris is an analytics guy. Yeah, he is an analytics guy. And I mean this in the nicest way. He's a dork, right? Like he <laughs> loves the numbers. They've already hired an analytics guy that officially mm -hmm. started his post earlier this month. So they got their analytics guy. He is going to go the analytical approach. Now, me personally, I'm a little less analytical, mostly because I'm dumber than Josh Harris is. Like, I just don't understand the numbers. I don't like, I don't necessarily need to get into the the weeds with certain stats that I can't see with my own two eyes, right? Like, I understand that they have a place in the NFL, but the NFL to me is very different than sports like basketball and baseball because you can physically put your hands on somebody in a way that you can't do that in those other sports. 
So I'm much more, I want a football guy. If you, if the balance I feel like would be perfect, if you got a guy that is a, a football heavy dude, but understands the analytics and that's why you have some analytic guys, but I'm more looking for a football guy because when I look at some of the best teams, like, I don't know what the analytical department in Philadelphia is like. I don't know what the analytical department is like in San Francisco or in Baltimore or in all these teams that are perennial good teams, great teams, even organizations that you look at and think to ourselves, damn, I wish our organization was run like that. So I know he's going to take an analytical approach. I just hope that he does get a guy that is a football savvy guy as well. Because if you're just doing this based off of numbers, that's not this kind of game. I don't think you're going to get a money ball type of effect in the NFL the same way that you did, you know, in the early 2000s in baseball. Great movie, by the way, and I'd be open to a money, another money ball movie, but I just don't think you're going to get that, specifically not in this market. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because if you're an analytical type guy, you're going to want to pass the football a little bit more. But the teams that you mentioned, the Phillies, the San Francisco's, the Baltimore's, they're still built on the ground game. And I still think there's a way that you can live on the ground game. Now, I'm not saying you need to live in a way like the Tennessee Titans have the last couple of years where essentially their whole offense runs through one guy. It's Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that, but I think you watch the way that Kyle Shanahan runs things. And I think that's the way they would go, too, is you're going to go with a young offense of mind as the head coach so maybe the enemy could step in and do that sort of thing I don't know that he fits that Shanahan mold they don't necessarily no. run the same offense but he does pass the ball a lot and I think that's kind of what I wouldn't say it's it's interesting to see because he's gonna find a guy that's probably gonna be analytical like you said and if that's the case maybe you're spending more wide receiver maybe you're hopefully spending more on the offensive line but running back might get neglected that might be the look on the the talk of the league where they're not paying running backs. They're not taking them in the first round. How do they prioritize on their defense? They're not spending a first round pick on a linebacker like they did on Jamin Davis. They're probably picking corners and defensive ends every year. So it is intriguing to see what they do because I think everything's in front of them for this football team. And I was talking with some guys on Twitter last night about this, where you can hire a GM. You look at the flexibility on this roster in terms of cap space, in terms of draft capital now with moving Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And basically you look at it and say, I don't necessarily have to keep anyone on this roster. You know, some of the guys are going to have some dead cap hits. Like if they wanted to move on from Allen or Payne, like you're going to have to pay a little bit of a penalty there. But, you know, maybe you're you're obviously going to want to keep Terry McLaurin, but a lot of guys are expendable on this roster. So if a general manager comes in here with all the cap space he has, he can look and say, I don't really like a majority of this roster. Let's overhaul this whole thing. I would keep Terry. Terry's the one guy to really go to bat for. I would be open to keeping Duran, but I also know no one's going to take Duran's contract, so you're kind of yeah. stuck to keeping Duran. John Allen is much easier to move because I think there's a, there's a team out there that would love his leadership style, and his contract is not as expensive as Duran Payne's. It's also up earlier than Duran Payne's, so there's some wiggle room for the, the team that would take that contract on. And then to an extent, I would still like to see Jahan Dotson with this team. I've been very privy to him. I think he can be really, really good in this league. I think we've seen glimpses of it. But outside of those four guys, I'm not too tied to anybody on this exactly. team. Like, I, I have a, I think Sam can be good, but I'm not tied to him. I'm not hitching the wagon to him yet. You know, it, like, well, and that's the beauty of this. We make this discussion, obviously, being in sports radio. We don't have to yet. Right. We got to the end of the year. So we've still got a couple more games where you can evaluate that and you'll see where you're at in draft position. And my take has been all along. I mean, you're a college football guy. If it's Drake May or Caleb Williams, I'm taking them immediately. 
But if it's anyone else, I'll probably pass. But you could be in a spot, realistically, at the end of the year where you're picking in the top five, maybe the top three if everything falls your way. And if that's the case, then I like Sam a lot, but maybe he's not your quarterback next year. Yeah, the, the other guy would be Jaden Daniels. I've been very big on Jaden Daniels this year. B. Mitch and JP make fun of me for it <laughs> all the time. 800-636-1067 if you want to weigh in on this conversation. You can talk Jack Del Rio. You can talk potential GM candidates. We'll take any of your calls. Let's go to Cunningham in Silver Spring. What's up? Well, thank you for taking the call. You took it at the exact time because I want to follow up on what you just said. Should anybody be safe right now? Should anybody be safe? I don't know how this simulcast thing works out. So I don't know if everybody listening to my voice right now knows who I'm talking about when I say Paulie. But Paulie <laughs> has been saying for over a month now that the streets need a body. And I've been on board with that the whole time. I've been resisting calling radio stations echoing the streets need a body. But the truth of the matter is, based upon the reporting I heard that y'all mentioned in the last segment, I need some more names. Because the streets might need some more bodies. And the names I need are who the hell are the people who want Ron standing around doing nothing over EB because the enemy is too intense? Too intense for who? Mm -hmm. Is he too intense for Mahomes and Auto? I'm just curious. Uh, what I need people to do is stop being Bethesda Road and start being Bladenburg Road. I need less Barbie and more Oppenheimer. It's football, okay? <laughs> it's not checkers. It's not chess. It's not tiddlywinks. It's not quiz bowl. It's football. If a man who has come here with rings, plural, is telling you who ain't busted a grape in five years of fruit fight that you ain't hitting hard enough, that you ain't going hard enough, that you ain't practicing enough, that you ain't watching enough film, that you need to be on the Kyler Murray reading hour program, you ain't doing it right. You don't have an argument that you can look at and say, here's my track record, here's why you're wrong. It ain't nobody in that building who can say to him, you're wrong and I'm right. If Eric says you ain't doing it right, you just ain't doing it right. So I need some names. Who is he too intense for? Hey, who is it? I, that, that's a great call, Cunningham. I want some of the names mm -hmm. inside the uh, the locker room as well because you're right. He got rings plural and nobody on this organization, no player, uh, has rings plural right now. So if it's too intense for them, I think they might be going in the wrong direction. If you can't handle the intensity that came from Kansas City, then you can't handle winning. And if you can't handle winning, then get out. Yeah, go to Dallas. Go somewhere else. Or I don't care. New York, maybe Philly. You know, just go, go to one of them. Yeah, go Sink sabotage ship, them, please. And then we can we can keep it moving. Jonesy is in D.C. Jonesy, thanks for holding. What's going on? What's going on, Dan? Hey, listen, man. Look. <clears throat> I ain't got much, but I'm 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 going to say this for real. I hear what we what we might be looking for coming up and in just, just drafting right now. I'm gonna say hold on, hand Sam Howell for a minute though, because I want to see what we have. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, we're looking at these games. He's under duress. I mean, like one situation. I mean, he's already, you know, what I'm saying, in shotgun, and this, by the time the ball got to him, you had about three, four guys standing around him from the opposing team last night. That, that's terrible. You know, that says something about the offensive line. And Leno is getting beat and drummed to death. We need to go look for the next Trent Williams. We need a left tackle. You know what I mean? I would like to see a left guard. I would like to see a, a probably, possibly a new right guard of some sort. But we definitely need 
that more offensive line retooled and 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 Forsyth ready to go. Um, because if the man can't throw the ball, I mean, can you score a point? I mean, we got stuck at ten last night. Think about it. Yeah, hey, that's, so, a, that's a good call, Jonesy. We appreciate it. I would like to find the new Trent Williams too. I wish this team didn't get rid of the old Trent Williams. Right? That would have been nice. Yeah, I, I think that offensive line has to be your number one priority in the offseason because even if you use a draft pick on Caleb Williams or Drake May, this offensive line still doesn't cut it. So even if it's something where you stick with Sam Howell or you don't stick with Sam Howell, whether it's through the draft or free agency, the offensive line I think has to be number one priority. All right, let's go to Roger in Leonardtown. Wants to weigh in on the uh, potential GM candidate. Roger, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to all. I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I haven't heard this name thrown about in all these these discussions in the last few weeks, but John Dorsey is a uh, born and bred and raised Southern Maryland guy. There was all that talk about uh, Belichick liking the the look of the water around the Naval Academy and blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> but John John Dorsey is uh, born and raised here in Southern Maryland. He is a uh, proven winner. I mean, he goes back to drafting Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, got a Super Bowl ring with those guys. Uh, he was with the, the Chiefs from 13 to 17, I believe, as the GM. Uh, he's responsible for basically putting together what you see the Chiefs are today. Uh, he moved on to the Browns, the Eagles in 2020. Look at what they've done. And currently he's with the Lions since 2021. And look at that rebuild. So he's an obvious choice to me if you could get him away from Detroit. And also you have the connection with Ben Johnson there. Maybe we could get him and the GM at the same time. Or maybe just, uh, you know, bring the enemy back together with John Dorsey. Maybe we could uh, make a winning team here. Yeah. Hey, uh, Roger, that's a great call. I hadn't thought about John Dorsey. You're right. Right now he's in uh, he's in Detroit, and that team has really done a massive 180 since he he got there. Now they didn't perform the best yesterday, but they're a much better team than when he got there. Well, and I think that's your football guy right there, Denton. I, I don't know how analytically driven he is. Maybe you know Detroit does analytics, so maybe he has learned some. But that's your football guy for sure. I don't want to make an assumption. Could be wrong. I'm going to guess the 63-year-old is not hugely analytical. He's more football guy. So I'm with it. I want my football guy running the football operations. You can get the analytics guys to fill out the rest of the staff. I, I'd like that, though. Um, I, I want a football guy that can is not afraid to make decisions. And if you look at some of the ne- the, ta- the teams, excuse me, the teams um, that he's been with, he left them all better than he found them. So I think that's a positive as well when you're looking at potential candidates. Yeah, I mean, I thought he had something going with the Browns there with Baker Mayfield before it kind of all fell apart. And I think a lot of that had to do with some of Baker Mayfield's health. But people forget before everyone just assumes that Baker's turned into a pumpkin. Like, Baker was good there for a little while and took them to the playoffs for the first time in forever. So, And Dorsey was the GM of that. So, you know, maybe he comes in here and could turn things around and be interesting. But, you know, like you said, I don't know if that's something that fits Josh Harris's mold. Greg is in College Park. Greg, what's going on? You're on 106.7 The Fan with Denton Day, Toby Altizer. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. Listen, uh, to me, if I bought just bought a team, it seems to me to be insane to get rid of players and start doing all that before you get your GM in place. I have no idea why they got – you know, I know there's talk about the cap numbers for Chase Young, but I have no idea why you – Make that move, getting rid of both defensive ends, before you have somebody out here who's a good general manager 
because you need someone with a plan for the whole roster. I, personally, I think you're getting rid of Chase Young. And by the way, I don't I don't know how he's been doing. I don't know how he did last night. I know San Francisco played, and I didn't see the game. But why are you going to get? Why are you going to make all these changes before you get a general manager, a football guy? I'm not even sure what that means. But you need somebody who knows what they're doing, and you got to look at the whole team. And, and the last thing I would say, you rely on a coach to put players in position to do what they do best. Now, all this talk, well, I, I don't like Duran, and I don't, you know, I don't know about Jonathan Allen. Are you kidding me? So those guys suddenly forgot how to play football? They've been taught defensive linemen since the days of Alabama. I think it has a lot more to do with coaching failures than with failures on the part of the players. And, and you know, you're not going to solve that by bringing in players and then bringing in a general manager, to me. So I, I don't know. Uh, Greg, we appreciate the call. They weren't going to pay Chase and Montez. Well, here's my thing. I think he brings up a good point, and I think it's a valid point of if you are deciding on guys after the season with a new general manager, why would you take some of the chips out of their hands? But here's the thing. Whoever you're bringing it in is a team that traded for him. So say you went out to San Francisco. They're the team that traded for him. All they were willing to give him was a compensation third-round pick. So do you think that they're going to come in and pay him the $20, $25 million that he's probably going to request? No. Same thing with Montez Sweat. Yes, a second-rounder pick is maybe not all you wanted for him. Maybe you would love a first-round pick, or maybe you just rather still having Sweat. At the same point, I think having the extra draft capital coming in and having the all all the cap space. Like they got 90 million I think in cap space next year with some free agents that they're going to have to probably sign on their own team, maybe Cam Curl. I mean, they're going to have decisions to make after the season. But I think that flexibility is better to have than ultimately coming in and saying, "Okay, by the way, first thing you got to do is pay 20 plus million to Montez Sweat." Yeah, Montez got that contract extension in Chicago for what, like $24, $25 million? Yeah, and I think that's too much for him. He's just not that kind of player. Like He's not a $24, $25 million player. At least he wasn't here. Maybe he becomes that in Chicago, but at a certain point, you can't wait forever until that first-round draft pick becomes the guy that you hope he is. So I don't mind them moving off of Chase and Montez if they knew they didn't want them here in their future. I understand where he's coming from, and then why would you do that before we get a GM thing, but... I, you got to get something back from them. If you know Correct. you're more than likely not going to sign them this offseason, you got to get something back in return for them. You can't do what you did well, with Kirk Cousins, which is where you let him walk for free. And that's probably why they brought in this Eugene Shen, who technically wasn't on the job yet, but that's probably why they brought him in. Josh Harris probably asked him, because let's be honest, Ron Rivera is not going to trade those guys for the betterment of a team he's not going to be a part of. That was a Josh right. Harris move. So Eugene Shen probably comes in and says, yeah, if I were a new GM coming in, I probably don't want to have to pay one of these guys $25 million right off the bat. So you're probably better off just moving both of them and starting with a fresh slate. So I don't think it's something where they were hasty and took you know possible chips out of the new GM's hand. I think they did exactly what was right there. Like, I wanted those two guys to work out, and it just it was pretty clear they were not going to work out to the, to the extent that we had hoped they were going to work out too. Well, and one thing that I don't understand is so many people like to take away some of the context with Chase. There was so much extra stuff with Chase. If it were just on the field stuff, maybe you'd take a chance, but there was so much extra stuff with Chase, and that's not all his fault. Some of it's Ron's fault, and some of it's just being local, but I, I think that there was extra stuff there, and to take away that is also forgetting that a lot of the reason that they moved on from him was stuff that was happening off the field.
Yeah, that does play a, a factor into that decision as well. We still got a little bit of time left in this show on 106.7 The Fan. If you're listening on the Team 980, you're about to get the Amazon Prime game, the Black Friday game. So you're getting that in a, in a second here. But 800-636-1067, weighing on the firing of Jack Del Rio with Denton Day, Toby Altizer on 106.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ron Rivera might be able to move mountains. But he can move Jack Del Rio. Josh gonna, Harris might be able to move mountains. And I was going to say, money. this song might be what Ron plays for Josh at the end of the year. Just keep me around. Yeah, keep me around <laughs> till death do us part. You know, all the, all the basics. I just want to stay. I just want to keep my job. <laughs> Although I will say there's few jobs in life better than a fired football coach. That's what I'm saying. I, that's my goal. I want to be good enough to get a... It can be college. It can be pros. I want to be good enough to get a head coaching job and, and then be fired. bad enough to get fired with pretty much right buy, away. With a large buyout. <laughs> yeah, with a large buyout. Just, had, and I'll gladly go sit at home. We had a caller earlier this morning on the Kevin Sheehan show that asked the question, why didn't Jack just resign? And I was exactly. like, buddy, he wants his money. <laughs> that's, why he did, that's why he didn't resign. You know who's not going to uh, lose his job for free? Uh, anyone. Exactly. Anyone. You got to be you got to be a silly individual to lose your job mm-hmm. for free. Make them fire you. You get a lot more money from it in the process. All right, we got a couple phone lines open for you. Let's go to Derek in DC. Derek, you're on 1067 the fan. What's going on? Long-time fan since 1964. Oh, you've seen uh, better days. Much better. <laughs> huh? You've seen yeah, better seen days. Better I'm days. jealous. But this is all I got to say. Real quick. Chase went to San Francisco. When he got over there, I looked at him and then the other players over there. They're much bigger than Chase. They're putting their work on the West Coast. They're not putting any work work on the East Coast. We need another strength coach like Dan Rowley, and we'd be good to go. I'm out. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take some love for the strength coach. Those are the guys that make things go around. They, 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 uh, you got to have a good strength coach. I'm, I'm with you there. Although I do think some of the guys here are pretty big. 
Yeah, I think they that were also, fine. That also might be a Chase thing. Yeah, um, I think you're fine. AJ in Upper Marlboro. AJ, what's going on? Yeah, how you guys doing, fellas? I think the firing of Rio, spot on. He was the only option that they could do. Um, they were never going to get rid of Rivera. I don't know why not, but, you know, the enemy is still coaching how. So that would have that's going to be what it was going to be. Second point would be uh, if I'm the new GM, I'm looking at O-line. O-line, O-line, O-line. I don't even think about getting me uh, a new quarterback. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. That depends on where you fall in the draft. There are a couple guys on the offensive line at Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State that you can get, you know, in the – five to, to 10 to 12 range. But if you're in the top three, I mean, you, you're looking at potentially getting a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, if you're picking top three and Caleb Williams or Drake may is staring you right in the face, love Sam Howell and think he's good, but you got to take a shot with one of those guys, right? You can pass up a Marvin Harrison jr. I don't know if you could pass up one of those quarterbacks. Exactly. But I, I'm with you. I need, I need a, I need a left tackle here. I, I need a left tackle here that can protect Sam's blind side. I think he does have a little bit of juice when he steps back. You know, a nice little five, seven step drop, but we've just seen this year you can't do the five, seven step drop. He gets eaten alive back there. Well, and I think he's shown some improvement in his feel in the pocket, but still, like, he needs to be. I mean, look at the pocket that Dak Prescott had to throw from yesterday. Look at the pocket that Brock Purdy has to throw from sometimes. Like, as much as we want to try to figure out who to blame on sacks, like, <laughs> at some point there just shouldn't be dudes in the backfield on every single snap. Right. And there are a lot of guys you can blame on sacks. There, there, there's uh there's not just one guy in particular, Ed in Springdale, Ed, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? So definitely the right move to, uh, to fire uh, Del Rio started this season with six first round draft choices uh, on the defense and they did nothing. You know, on the other hand, you've got Eric Bieniemy who has one first-round draft choice, who has a tight end who's really a journeyman quarterback and a, a porous awful, um, offensive line made of generally fourth-round choices or higher. And, and here's the problem, and people keep talking about the coaching. It's, the, it's not the coaching in the sense that people look at it. It's the management. It's holding the players accountable. That has just never really been a thing here uh, the last time was probably uh, Shanahan's uh, dad when he was here, but the talent was awful. And part of the reason the talent was awful is because he played coach and GM. You just can't have that. It just doesn't work. It's like me being over a team and being over HR at the same time. You can't <laughs> do it. Until we change that mindset, until we hold the players accountable and we get good players, we're going to continue to lose. Ed, that that's that's a, that's a really good call there. I agree with I agree with the logistics of what he said. I do think that some fans hold where guys were drafted as a crutch. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. Like I'm kind of I, I I understand the message he was trying to get with, but like on on offense, I don't really care where these guys were drafted. Like even at this point with Sam Howell, I don't really care where he was drafted. Now I'm assessing what he's doing in the NFL. Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny because you only bring up the fifth round pick for Sam Howell. You don't bring up the third round pick for Gibson or Robinson or Terry McLaurin. Yeah, like, like Terry's a third round pick, but he's a you know top fifteen, top ten guy in the NFL yeah. at his position. So I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I don't care about the draft position. I understand his points about the management not doing well, but I do think you have to talk about the coaching and blame that though, because you know obviously Del Rio is fired today. I don't think Del Rio did a good job this year in particular of putting his guys in the best position to be successful. I think you saw that last 
last year with Scott Turner to an extent. And at times you've seen it this year with Eric Bieniemy. So I do think coaching has held them back. Now, maybe not as much as the players just not performing or the right players not being in town, but I do think that the coaching has held them back as well. Yeah, the co- coaching definitely has. And I think a lot of that, that's why Wieselmeyer was fired as well. Yeah. The defensive backs consistently looked lost. Like, consistently looked lost. Well, and as much as we want to blame Del Rio, and rightfully so, Del Rio calls a coverage, and if two guys get juked out like they did yesterday where St. Juice and Percy Butler get juked out by Brandon Cooks, I'm sorry, that's not on Del Rio. Like, the players have to go make plays. Right. You have to, you have to make plays. There was a play where St. Juice, I think this was the Cooks touchdown that you're referring to, where he's up at the line of scrimmage as if he's going to play press man, and then there's zero pressing of the man. Once the ball is snapped. Yeah. And like, maybe if you're that close, there's no need to not touch him. And maybe that's a coaching thing in that it's not attention to detail, but at some point players got to make plays. Right. Right. And this, this defense does not have a lot of playmakers right now. That's no. why they don't force turnovers. No. And, and that's why the, the problem is you drafted Emmanuel Forbes for that. I get it. He didn't play yesterday, but that's why you drafted Emmanuel Forbes. And that's what the focus was before the season with Jack Del Rio was. We're going to try to start fast and we're going to force turnovers. Your problem is you don't start fast and you still haven't forced turnovers. And now you're giving up more big plays. So it's just been a disaster. So to say that it's, you know, the management, I agree because when Ron came here, the offensive line was an issue. He's turned it into more of an issue. The linebackers were an issue. The linebackers are still an issue. Yeah. He hasn't fixed any of that. But the coaching has not put these guys that they have in a good spot. But at the same point, too, and this is why everyone needs to be evaluated, the players haven't stepped up and played well either. Like, at some point, John Allen, I need to hear your name on the broadcast. Same thing with Deron Payne. Made a couple nice plays in the run game. But can you rush the passer? Like, at some point, the players have to make plays. They haven't done that either. No, you're 100% right there. And I have just one request for Ron Rivera as he now gets set to take over the defense. Limit the amount of coverage for Cody Barton and David. (laughs) Like, I don't need to see them running 20 yards down the field. Limit the linebackers on the field. Yeah, two steps behind a slow tight end. Like, I I, I don't need to see that. We don't need to see that. Limit the the guy, the linebackers, the slow guys in coverage if you can. I feel like that's not too big of a request. And that's going to do it for us. If you're listening here on 106.7 The Fan, first and foremost, we appreciate you. We hope you did some good Black Friday shopping. You're set to get the Washington Capitals. They're going to puck drop with the Oilers here uh, in just a couple of minutes. That game starts at the top of the hour, but pregame uh, starts in about five minutes. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving weekend and Black Friday, everybody. For Toby Altsizer, Den Day, Ryan the Stallion. It's been 106.7 The Fan. Jack Del Rio is gone. Deuces. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.